Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. And November 1st marks the Mexican holiday El Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead. Although it's celebrated around the same time of the year as Halloween, and the two holidays share an affinity for skulls and sweets, they're really very different. Halloween started as a pre-Christian Celtic festival called Samhain. Uh, The Celts had an idea that the veil between the living and the dead grew thin around the fall harvest, also the Celtic New Year, allowing ghosts and ghouls to slip in. Uh, The Celts dressed up as monsters and goblins to scare off evil spirits and have a little fun in the process. When St. Patrick brought Christianity to Ireland in the 5th century, uh, the church incorporated some of the pagan traditions of Samhain into All Hallows' Eve, observed October 31st. The modern holiday of Halloween was first popularized in America by Irish immigrants and developed from there into the spook fest we know and love today. Meanwhile, a version of the Day of the Dead existed in pre-Hispanic Mexico as far back as 3,000 years ago. By the 1500s CE and the reign of the Aztec Empire, this had become a massive festival dedicated to the dead that was held during the entire ninth month of the Aztec calendar, corresponding roughly to late July, early August. In Aztec mythology, the underworld is ruled by Mictec Asuat, the Lady of the Dead. Her duty was to watch over the bones of past lives, which were also the source of new lives on Earth. Once a year, she would leave the underworld to check on her living bones. The Aztecs welcomed the Lady of the Dead and her husband with this month-long death festival, filled with offerings and dance. Sculptures of the couple portray them with skeletal faces and necklaces dangling with skulls and severed hands. When the Spanish colonizers arrived in the 1500s, they brought priests who converted indigenous peoples by the sword. Some of the old traditions surrounding the Day of the Dead got folded into Catholic observances of All Saints Day on November 1st, and All Souls Day on November 2nd. 
It's called religious syncretism, when existing religious customs and even deities are folded into a new belief system. When the Aztecs and other indigenous Mexican groups fell to the Spanish, they were forced to destroy their temples and pagan idols and replace them with cathedrals and the saints. But the missionaries knew that a conquered people would have an easier time accepting a new god and new traditions if they fit into an existing religious worldview and ritual calendar, and they saw that the locals venerated the dead. So, the church looked for existing Christian holidays that emphasized communion between the living and those beyond. All Saints Day on November 1st is a time for Christians to remember and honor fallen saints and now in heaven. And All Souls Day, November 2nd, marks the time to pray for the souls of departed loved ones who may be trapped in purgatory waiting for admission to heaven. Still, some peoples held tight to pre-Hispanic symbols like Mixtecasuat and her skull necklace, which endure today as the skeleton chic Katrina and brightly painted sugar skulls. American concepts of death tend to be fearful, and Halloween is a scary time. Uh, the spirits of the dead are more likely to return as creepy ghosts than friendly visitors. But El Dia de los Muertos is a celebration of life, both here and beyond, when the souls of the departed come home for feasting and fun. The holiday's traditions help us remember, respect, and celebrate loved ones who have passed, and they let us laugh at death while poking fun at the living. The Mexican poet and author Octavio Paz described this attitude, writing that a Mexican person, quote, is familiar with death jokes about it, caresses it, sleeps with it, celebrates it. It is one of his favorite toys and his steadfast love. Even the cemetery, a place that Westerners tend to associate with mourning and fear, is tinged with laughter, music, and colorful decorations on the Day of the Dead. A death, after all, is part of the human experience. We'll get back to the cemetery in a moment, but Day of the Dead really starts in the home with the building of ofrendas, a type of festive altar dedicated to deceased loved ones. An ofrenda can be small or large, humble or ornate, but it's sure to include a picture of the person who has passed, plus some of their favorite foods and drinks to help them refuel after the long journey from the spirit world. The path home is marked by flower petals scattered on and around the altar, a smoky incense, candles, and papel picado. Uh, multicolored sheets of tissue paper with elaborate designs cut into them. The dominant color of ofrendas is the rich orange-yellow of Mexican marigolds. In the days approaching Day of the Dead, flower markets sell mounds of fragrant marigolds for decorating ofrendas, along with white baby's breath and purple-red coxcomb. But in parts of Mexico where Day of the Dead is still traditionally observed, much of the celebration centers around the local cemetery. In the days leading up to November 1st, families will clean up the gravesite of a loved one. They'll pull out weeds, put a fresh coat of paint on iron fences, or wipe down headstones. In humbler cemeteries, where a grave might only be marked with a simple wooden cross, families might bring shovels and mound up fresh soil over the grave. Then it's time to decorate. A graveside ofrendas include lots of marigolds, candles, and offerings of food and drink for the famished souls of the departed. On the night of November 1st, families gather around the graves. They bring food and drinks for themselves as well as for their spirit guests. Musicians take requests for loved ones' favorite tunes. 
Families stay in the cemetery all night, visiting with neighbors, telling stories and jokes, and keeping the candles lit and the plates of food full for the unseen guests of honor. A Spanish word for skeleton is calavera, and calaveras play a large role in Day of the Dead imagery, costumes, and art. Although skeleton motifs go back to the Aztec Lady of the Dead, Modern calavera imagery is deeply influenced by Mexican printmaker Jose Guadalupe Posada, who gained fame in the late 1800s drawing satirical cartoons of Mexico's wealthy elite and corrupt politicians, all portrayed as comical skeletons. His most enduring image is La Calavera Catrina from around 1910. It portrays a skeleton wearing a beautiful, posh lady's hat decorated with flowers and feathers, and pretty tassels in her not-hair. It's a commentary on vanity, uh, youth, beauty, money. You can't take any of it with you. Today, you'll find ornate clay statues of colorfully painted Katrinas and her male counterpart, Katrine, for sale at Day of the Dead Markets, alongside smaller figurines of calaveras at work and play. Uh, Calavera dentists, Calavera bartenders, Calavera footballers, etc. Uh, But there's also a second type of Day of the Dead, Calavera. When Posado was making his prints in turn of the 20th century Mexico, many of his drawings adorned satirical poems called Calaveras Literarias, uh, literary Calaveras. Uh, These short rhyming verses poked fun at all classes of Mexican society, and writing original calaveras is still part of Day of the Dead festivities for kids and grown-ups alike. Skeletons also appear as sugar skulls, uh, bright white skulls made of a type of sugar paste called alfanique. Those craft markets have them in all sizes, from tiny to life-sized, iced with colorful designs. However, though technically edible, they're meant to be decorative, uh, placed on ofrendas or given as gifts. The markets have plenty of skulls meant for snacking, though, including chocolate skulls, lollipop skulls, and marshmallow skulls. Another holiday treat is pan de muertos, uh, the bread of the dead. Available mostly only around late October, pan de muertos is made with a rich, eggy dough flavored with a dash of orange blossom extract. It's shaped into a round and topped with bulbous ropes of dough shaped like crossbones before being dusted with sugar and baked. Today's episode is based on the article 10 Lively Facts About the Day of the Dead on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Dave Ruse. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. 
Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. 